0: But, but, unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness, everybody say arise, arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall, and ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the, notice this, under the soles of your feet. In the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. I'm preaching to you today in keeping with our theme from this subject: let God arise with healing in his wings. Let God arise with healing in his wings. And just, I'm going to do my best to not take too long this morning because I want to get out of the way and I want God to move and operate in this place. But we're about to see some healing take place in this church. And I believe it's already begun with two that have come down this morning. Bless us today, Lord, through your word. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You may be seated. If you were to look at this text that I've read to you this morning from the book of Malachi, chapter 4, there's a couple of things I need to point out before we talk about healing, and one is that the day cometh. Malachi said in 4 and 1, For behold, the day cometh. I want you to know that the day is coming when the Lord is going to come back for His church. I want you to know that the day is coming that God is going to rapture this church out of here. And every trial and difficulty and battle that we have fought those will be history those will be behind us and at some point though they won't even be a memory anymore and God himself's going to wipe away every tear from our eye and we shall ever be with the Lord that day is coming when God is getting ready to come back for a church When God is getting ready to come back for a people who have made themselves ready for His coming. When God is getting ready to come back and He said everything that has been opposing me and everything that has been against me, I'm going to come back and I will set all things in order. The day cometh. The day cometh. Everything that opposes righteousness, you hear me when I tell you, I'm not just telling you what might be, I am telling you what will be. I'm not telling you what could be, I am telling you what shall be. The day is coming when everything that has opposed righteousness will be judged. Isaiah said in chapter 5 and verse number 20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. He said, woe unto those that are trying to pervert and twist everything so that those things which are good are now called the things that are bad and the things that are evil are now called the things that are good. If we don't live in that day, we're not on earth. But we're living in such a day. Where that which is good is called evil and that which is evil is called good. But I want you to remember, don't ever get caught up in that. Because God said, woe unto them that do these things. Woe to them that are calling evil good, good evil. Woe to them that are putting darkness for light and light for darkness. That are exchanging bitter for the sweet and sweet for the bitter. I want you to know today that the... in, in, in I'm just going to deal with where we are as a a nation a little bit. The pressure that is being put on right now by the liberal agenda in our country is causing people to shrink back in fear. We are living in this day where what is evil is said to be good and what is good is said to be evil. And so if you stand for what is good, you become what is evil to them. And they believe that. A lot of them believe that we are evil if we stand for what is right in the Word of God. And I'm going to tell you, it's not about what I think about it. It's, it's not about how I feel about it. And it's not how I want to feel about it. It's about what God has to say about it. Because God's Word is better than my Word. And God's ways are above my ways. And so I don't get to change the, the rules. And I don't get to change what is. What is has always been, it will always be. And we are we, we are seeing such pressure put on right now. Pressure is hitting people from every realm. And, and look, even, uh, even in Hollywood, they are pressuring their own. Uh, Hollywood has no problem with you being different so long as you're their kind of different. But if you're this kind of different, they got a big problem with it. Now, I'm going to sound old school today. You just hold on, buckle your seatbelts, Tighten up. We're going to get through this. I'm actually preaching on healing, but I'm going here but to get to where I need to be. Hollywood is putting all this pressure on. And, and there was a, an, an actress who came out, and, and her name is, she's originally Australian. She holds dual citizenship. Her name's Nicole Kidman. Um, she's now got dual citizenship with Australia and America. And uh, she's married to a country singer. Uh, they live in Nashville, Tennessee, I believe. She came out and she made the statement. She said, uh, "She said, regardless of how you feel, uh, the man that has been elected president-elect, President-elect Trump, is the president-elect. And regardless of how you feel, we've got to all come together and try to get behind him so that this nation can continue to move forward. And immediately, her own jumped on her and began to criticize her and rail against her and tell her how dumb she was and how ridiculous she was for making such a statement. It is, it, is, it is such a hypocritical agenda, this liberal agenda, that says you're okay to be different as long as you're not that kind of different. You're okay to be different as long as you're not a Christian kind of different. And you don't believe in the absolutes of the Word of God. But I've got news for you. Whether you identify yourself as Republican or Democrat, does it really matter to them? If you believe what this word has to say today, they're going to call good evil and evil good. Somebody's got to stand up and say, I don't care who says what. I don't care who does what. I've made up my mind. I'm not trying to get your approval. I'm not trying to get their approval. I'm looking for the approval of one. His name is Jesus Christ. The bigotry toward conservatism in this country is disgusting. Uh, There was a singer who said, I didn't even vote for for President Trump. She said, I didn't vote for him, but he asked me to sing at his inauguration, so I'm going to sing. And the LGBT community came out and began to put so much pressure on her that she came back late. First, she said, no, I'm going to do it. And then they kept putting so much pressure on her and told her, we're going to ruin your career, and we're going to destroy everything that you've made for yourself. And she got scared and came back out and said, okay, I don't know what I was thinking to make such a mistake. I won't sing at that inauguration. And so now she's backed out of doing that. And, and I am telling you, we are living with that kind of a pressure that you're told you can't be what you want to be if you live for God. You can't be who you want to be if you're gonna if you're gonna have values that differ from our values. And I'm gonna tell you, somebody's got to get a backbone like a solog and say, I've made up my mind. I have planted my feet. I'm not moving. I'm not leaving here. Whatever it costs me, I'll live for God. Hallelujah. If you are a good preacher, then you ought to want to help people cross over from wickedness to righteousness. Every good preacher wants to see people move from, what, from that category to another category. Every good preacher wants to get people out of darkness and in the light. Every good preacher wants to have, wants to have the, 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 the people of God begin to have a shift take place in their spirit and in their mind where they begin to say, you know what? I used to feel one way about things, but now I feel another way about things because I don't walk without Jesus, and I don't talk. Y'all remember that song? Without Jesus, I refuse to live one day as before. And there's a song we used to sing. It was a choir song. It said, I don't walk like I used to walk. He made the difference. I don't talk like I used to talk. He made the difference. I don't go like I used to go. He made the difference. I don't give like I used to give. He made the difference. I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus Christ makes a difference for you or me, things begin to change in us. I'm not who I was. I'm not like I used to be. I've got a new name. I'm a new man. I'm a new creature in Christ. And I'm going in another direction. I am so sick and tired and they want to say you Preachers in churches shouldn't talk like this Preacher's talking this morning You've got influence over people you shouldn't Talk like you're talking and I say Don't you even come to me you hypocrite You're getting up at your award Shows and you're telling us we Can't be like we are that if I believe in a God of absolutes That I'm a bigot that I'm a xenophobe That I'm a homophobe That I don't love anybody I've got News for you I love everybody I love everybody Everybody's welcome in this church we We don't exclude people in this church. We don't shut the doors to certain kinds of people in this church. This is for whosoever will. We'll open our arms and welcome you in. But don't expect us to change who we are. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. Now I got all that out of the way. He said the day cometh. And all this stuff's going to burn up. Everybody who's feeling that way and believing that way. He said all of that's going to burn up. He said but to those who fear the name of the Lord. To those who fear his name. To those who fear his name. What does that mean? To fear his name. That means that we reverence the name of Jesus. Does it mean I'm scared of his name? It means I've got reverence for his name. I'm in awe of that name. I I, I love that name. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It is like music to my ears. The sweetest name on earth. He said to those people that love the name of Jesus... Let me just stop and ask a question this morning. I wonder how many folks here today love the name of Jesus. Is there anybody that loves the name of Jesus in this house today? He said, if you will fear my name. He said, there's, another, there's something else for you. Let me tell you what the Bible said about this name of Jesus. He said, we will be hated for his name's sake. We will be hated for his name's sake. Mark chapter 13 and verse number 13. Jesus is speaking. And he says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now you have to understand, and I don't have time to read all of it, but if you were to read this chapter in Mark, the context of this scripture... And everything surrounding it is talking about what is going to come to pass in the end times. It's dealing with what is going to come to pass when everything is said and done. And the end of time has come. He said there's going to be wars and there's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be pestilence. There's going to be famine. There's going to be uh, brother rising up against brother and and father against son. And and, and all of these things are going to be going on. And and this is what is going to come to pass in the last days. And he said, and, and, and to top it all off, he said, You're going to be hated in those days for my name's sake. In other words, if you hold on fast to the name of Jesus, there's going to be people that are going to say, I can't stand you. You people that hold on to that name. You people that cling to that name. I don't want anything to do with you. I hate you. I hate everything you represent and everything you stand for. He said, just because you hold fast to my name. And we are living in that kind of a day. You begin to talk about Jesus. And and brother, people start getting nervous. And people start getting uh, a little bit fearful. Because they don't want, no, 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 don't talk about Jesus around here. Don't bring up Jesus around here. I don't want to hear about Jesus. I don't want to hear about what Jesus stands for. And Jesus represents. And I'm going to tell you with the day and age that we're living in. We need healing. We need healing. If we will fear reverence, love, and honor the name of Jesus, there is a blessing with promise. He said, if you will fear my name, he said, then he will arise with healing in his wings. He said he would arise with healing in his wings. Now that word healing, it means a cure. Everybody say a cure. It means a cure. If you study it, you will find that it is referring to a whole healing. It's not just a a a partial healing or a portion of you healing. But he said, I'm going to give you a complete healing. That means it will be for body, it will be for soul, and it will be for spirit. Our God has healing for whatever it is that ails you. I want you to know today that our God that we serve is greater. Our God that we serve is greater. And we need a revelation of the manifest greatness of our God. I think if we believe truly in how great our God really is, we just bow up a little bit. I think if we really believed in how powerful He said He is, I think something would come over us. You couldn't stop this church from anything. You couldn't stop this church from having great faith if we believed in a great God. There's a scripture. We need to hear it again. 1 John 4 and 4. He, the Bible says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want you to know today that the enemy has nothing on you. And that is because of the power of he who is within you. I want to remind you of how great our God is. Psalm 145 and beginning with verse 1. This is a psalm of David. He said, I will extol thee, my God, O King. And I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee. And I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another. And shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. And of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts. And I will declare thy greatness. If we're raising a generation that doesn't believe in the greatness of God. It's because we quit talking about it. If we're raising a generation that doesn't believe in the healing power of God. It's because we quit talking about it. But I'm encouraging everybody in this room today. You need to start speaking by faith. You need to start speaking from experience. One generation, he said, shall praise his works to another and declare his mighty acts. What does that mean? That means every once in a while, Brother Randall needs to say, Hey, Joseph and Clinton, I want to tell you about what God did for my parents 40, 50 years ago. And you need to declare from one generation to another. That means every once in a while, Brother Doug, Sister Linda, you need to say, Hey, kids, hey, grandkids, let me declare unto you the mighty things that God has done and how He's kept us and how He's brought us out. This is how we keep this thing going. This is how we keep this thing going. This is what... Causes the church to to keep on keeping on. This is what greases the wheels as it were. It's when we begin to say. I want you to know. We live in a messed up world. And we live in messed up situations. But we sure do serve a great God. And I ain't never seen my God with his back to the wall. I haven't ever seen my God saying what do I do now. But every time my God got ready to move. Brother he moved. And it was powerful. It was powerful. We must declare the greatness of our God. Isaiah 40, 25 and 26. To whom then will ye liken me or shall I be equal? Saith the Holy One. God said, now who are you going to compare me to? Who are you going to compare me to? Uh, who is my equal? Saith the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high. And behold who it is that hath created these things That bringeth out their hosts by number He calleth them all by names By the greatness of His might For that He is strong in power Not one faileth Not one faileth If God is with you Not one of you is going to fail If you will go with God Not one of you is going to fail If we'll have church today with God not one of us is going to fail. My Lord in heaven. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. I want to preach about not one faileth. I want to tell you not one faileth. When God's with you, not one faileth. When God's with you, not one faileth. How are you going to defeat a troop, Jonathan, with just your servant? They've got hundreds of men. How are you going to do it? God's with me. Not one of us is going to fail. David, how are you going to take out a, a lion and a bear? How are you going to fight a giant? How are you going to go kill all those Philistines by yourself that Saul asked you to? How are you going to do it? Because when God is with you, not one faileth. I wonder what would happen in this church if we had a revelation of not one faileth, if God goes with us. I'm telling you, we'd have revival like we ain't ever seen revival. We'd see healing like we ain't ever seen healing. If we Get a hold of the fact that God's with us. And not one faileth. Clap your hands and give him praise. Ephesians 1 and 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion. He said we serve a God who's been set above all of that. Every principality of the enemy, he's above it. Every dominion of the enemy, and power of the enemy, and might of the enemy, he's above it. And every name that is named, he's above it. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And notice verse 22. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Watch. He put all things under the feet of Jesus that the scripture? He put all things under the feet of Jesus and gave him to be the head over all things. Everybody say to the church. Look at the next verse. Which is his body. The church is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, you remember this. Jesus is above everything else. He's above everything in this world. He's above every demon. He's above every enemy. He's above it all. And he's got it under his feet, the scripture said. And we are his body, the scripture said, which is the church. So look at this. Going back to Malachi 4, verse number 3. And ye shall tread down the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. He said, He said, I'm going to put it all under the feet of the the body of Christ. It doesn't matter if you're the mighty hand. It doesn't matter if you're the stout shoulder. It doesn't matter if you're the strong and sturdy leg. It doesn't matter, folks, if you're just the sole of the foot. Because in this body, the least in the body is still standing on the most that hell has to offer us. My God. My God. I said the least in the body is still standing on top of the most that hell has to offer. Because of his greatness, every devil is under my feet. Because of his greatness, every bond of addiction is under my feet. Because of His greatness, every disease, every sickness, every pain is under my feet. Because of His greatness, every fear, every sorrow, every depressed thought, every feeling of inadequacy. It's all under my feet. It's all under my feet. And so because of this we receive spiritual healing. Let God arise with healing in His wings. We need to begin to understand how great He is and where we stand. Luke 7 and 37. And behold, a woman in the city. Now I'm going to tell you now, that, and I'm, I'm hurrying as fast as I can. I'm going to give you the three ways that I believe God wants to heal today. Behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner... When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, she stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is, that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Drop down to verse forty-four. In these between, Jesus gives him a Bible study on forgiveness and who forgive and, and who loves the most. And he turned to the woman and said unto him, Simon, seest thou this woman? I entered into your house; thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears The same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. The first kind of healing I'm preaching about today is a spiritual healing. It's a a healing for the spirit. It's a healing for our sin sick spirits. The first healing we need to get a hold of today is the fact that we serve a God who can forgive you of your sin. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you engaged in. It doesn't matter what you involved yourself in. Even if you said, I'm never going to do it again, and you went back to it, I'm telling you there is healing here today for the spirit man. There is healing here today for every spiritual need that you and I could possibly have. Jesus is able to heal the sin-sick spirit The second healing, John 5 and 5. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years, when Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me jesus saith unto him rise take up thy bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked and on the same day was the sabbath i want you to know not only is he a healer of the spiritual but he is a healer of the physical and there's never been a physical need that was so great that it was greater than our god there's never been a physical need that was beyond the realms of his ability to touch it and bring healing to that situation. Matthew four twenty three, the Bible said, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all... Everybody say all... They brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers. That means many diseases and torments. And those which were possessed with devils. And those which were lunatic. And those that had the palsy. And he healed them. He healed them. Because your physical need is not greater than the greatness of my God. He's a healer. The third healing, Isaiah 6, excuse me, Isaiah 61, beginning with verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To point unto them that mourn in Zion. He said there's people in the church that are mourning. There's people in Zion. They're mourning. He said but I've come to give them something. I came to give them beauty for ashes. I came to give them the oil of joy for mourning. I came to give them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planning of the Lord. That he might be glorified. Not only does he give spiritual healing. Not only does he give physical healing. But we serve a God who brings emotional healing as well. And I'm not, I'm not really caring today if you came here with a spiritual need, a physical need, or an emotional need. I came to tell you the God we serve, He heals it all. 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 They asked the question In the Old Testament They said is there no balm in Gilead Isn't there Isn't there a healing touch somewhere In the place where the people of God are Is there no balm In Gilead And I'm asking the question Is there no balm At sanctuary Is there no balm at sanctuary God forbid God forbid I've come today to declare His greatness. I've come today because I fear His name. And He said to those that fear my name, He said, I'm going to arise for them with healing in my wings. So, Brother Tim, I'm not sure how you are right now, but before you walk out that door today, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. the pressure and everything that you began to feel a while ago when you were on those drums... Everything that you begin to feel that that begin to cause the anxiety that I, you said I got to get prayed for, I rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus, and I claim healing. I claim healing in the name that is above every other name. I claim healing in the name that we fear. We fear that name, brother Tim. We fear that name. We reverence it. We honor it. We love it. And I claim healing in the name of Jesus. I'm done. Listen closely. Because I'm not, and please understand how I'm saying this. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to sound rude or crude right now. Okay? I'm not trying to come across that way. So just please hear me. I'm not going to sit here today and beg people to be healed. I'm not going to sit here and beg and plead with you to be healed. You know if you need a healing. You know if you need a healing, you're aware of it. And so right now, before we go any further, we need to make up our minds that we are not going to allow pride to keep us from getting a touch from God. Would you pray right now with me? Let's rebuke pride, whether it's in us or around us. Let's rebuke pride right now. God, don't let there be anything to hinder the work that you want to do in this place. God, don't let our feelings of pride that keep us from responding in just a few moments to what you're wanting to do in this house. God, don't let let my concern about what others think or, 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 or wonder keep me from responding to what you're trying to do in my life today. I rebuke pride in the name of Jesus. Whether it's in me, whether it's in this room, God, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. you know if you need healing today. If you are here and you need you need I'm a, and we're going to go through this in categories. So this is going to take a little bit of guts for us. But if you are here today and you need spiritual healing I want you to get up from where you are. matter of fact why don't we all stand right now. But I want you to step out from where you are and I want you to come to the front of this church if you feel like you need a spiritual touch, I'm not telling you you're backslidden. I'm just saying, you say there's something in me. I need to be closer to God. I need something to change in my life just a little bit. I need spiritual healing. I'm not going to wait here long. So if, if that's you, please come out from where you are. Church, let's pray right now.